Guys, welcome back to the Diglot Podcast. Thanks so much for coming back. Um, if anyone is watching in crisp HD, you can now see we've uh, become news broadcasters. We have a, we have a new setup. Uh, I think it's a little bit better. We can talk a bit more to you. We can talk a bit more to each other. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the last form was looked a bit like an interview. or uh, And you also couldn't see our faces. So it was yeah, weird. it was horribly cropped. And yeah. yeah, much better now. There's probably a much better way to do this on top of that. And it'll keep changing. But for now... The news broadcaster way of doing this looks kind of all right. Yeah, and, or at uh, least we think, you know, give feel free to sla- slate us if, if this is absolutely terrible. But um, I think for this episode, we mainly kind of wanted to talk about the books a bit more. So I've been reading the books for, like, I've been reading Spanish, all of our Spanish books as they come out, basically. Um, I'm pretty much running this company to help myself learn Spanish and for no other reason. Um, So I'm reading Spanish Pride at the moment. And they're amazing, but I have one issue one difficulty with the book that it's like the hardest thing and Keen kind of he acts as my my language mentor he always gives me this one tip and I and I wanted to probe him on it today and really get out the answer for it so for every bit of language learning that I do you always say one thing and that is do not translate mm-hmm. you say this consistently repeatedly all the time it doesn't matter if we're watching cast of Papel in the evening it doesn't matter what we're doing he says stop trying to translate just understand mm-hmm. so why how mm. and how do people do that how do people come better at and why you just it's funny because uh until this very moment where you just brought that up i haven't thought about this moment in years but about four maybe five years ago i actually remember the first moment when i realized that you're not supposed to translate in a language and i remember i was in starbucks in vancouver it was just oh, just yeah. down from our house yeah. where i used to work and i was learning portuguese at the time and um i remember somebody in a podcast or in something just mentioning it that you're not supposed to translate and i said okay what if i just stop trying to read portuguese but reading it all through translation because what i would do is i'd read the comments of videos in portuguese i would do everything and as they were talking i was quickly trying to translate all the words yeah as is, being i said, think what most people kind of do naturally or at least when they start off that's where they kind of go to because it's easiest i guess exactly because yeah, it's most intuitive I, I remember i used to always have the conversation of uh, I don't know what it feels like to think in another language or to mm-hmm. know another language. Like before you speak another language, the idea of being able to understand the words that are being said is foreign. Like you, you, you don't know what it would feel like to understand the. Absolutely, I'm still there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I remember like trying it, and at that point, I had done a good bit of Portuguese, and I remember trying then to read a sentence in Portuguese. And I just didn't understand it because it was just all in Portuguese. Yeah. But I knew all the words and then I just kept trying to reread it. And I remember for ages, I just kept on the, I'm going to just try reading the language thing. And then one sentence would come up and and just forcing myself to read it out, the sounds. And we're going, I actually understood that. You're like, oh, that's, that's cool. Like, that's really cool. I understood that sentence. Um, okay, so first question then. Yeah. When you say you understand it. Yeah. So when we think of understand, when I think of, oh, he, if he understands a Portuguese sentence, he must mean that he just knows the English translation. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's that's what you would assume. You'd assume that knowing the English means understanding, but those two are completely different things. Because yeah. when someone speaks to you in English and they say, what's up? You don't then have a second explanation that comes out in your head saying, that is some. That is a thing that humans it's say. Salutation, human yeah, A, it, human yeah. B. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not a. Th- that is a thing humans say, and um, when they want to greet each other. Yeah, sure. And you don't have these definitions that pop up every time something happens in English. You just understand it. You don't even think about what they said. You just 
fundamentally understand the meaning they have put to you and what you need to say after. And that happens in a second language too, but it won't happen if you keep translating. And there's, the reason for this is that when you read a sentence and you translate it, the meaning that you get comes through English. Yeah. So if I read context, context como estas, yeah. right? And then you know that means, how are you? If when someone says to you, como estas, and you straight away go, how are you? Okay, what's your problem? How are you? And how do I say that in Spanish? That's, which is what I do. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I do. Because I, I still haven't got to that point yet where mm -hmm. I can gain the full context from the Spanish. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing is still translating and still being like, I know these words. And then I kind of flimsily put together a sentence by like translating one after another. And then maybe sometimes it strings together. But I'm nowhere near the point that I can have a dialogue with somebody. Because as you said, that it's a cognitive process for me. It takes mm -hmm. five minutes. Like it, it would just take too long. There's no flow. I, I, I can't get into the conversation because it takes, you know. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. until you reach a point where you can, like, understand everything, you're not going to be able to speak without thinking. So, like, to speak without thinking, that's what we say is language acquisition versus language learning. So when you learn something through memorization, uh, you, that's what, you can do that with flashcards, with grammar, with anything like that. But that's a really cognitive effort, uh, cognitive process. You're going to have to calculate... Oh, mm. in Spanish, they uh, put the word it on front of the verb or they, you know, things like this. But when you just acquire it through just understanding, uh, you can then speak without thinking. Yeah. So the whole speaking without thinking thing does come after understanding. Um, so anyways, back to the understanding thing and why you don't translate. When you read something, and I think reading's, it's really important that I say reading and not listening because with reading, you can slow down, you can reread the sentence, you can say out the words and you can force your brain not to translate. But if you're trying to have a conversation with someone, you're going to need to reply. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you're yeah, going to, exactly. if you don't know Spanish and someone says to you, oh, como estas? You can't just say, I'm not going to translate that. I'm just going to deal with not understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't. Yeah. It just makes no sense because yeah. you're, what you're, you need to do is reply to that person. Yeah. So you're going to need to translate it. But when you're with a book, you can reread that sentence and you can force your brain to stop saying the English. And that's what I do. So when I'm reading Diglot, when I'm reading The Hobbit or when I'm reading anything in a foreign language, I am actively suppressing the English that comes up. And uh, the reason for this is the English is a crutch. So if I'm reading a Diglot book, exactly, and it comes up, says, Como estas? I will have to just quickly read that sentence so that my brain doesn't translate it. Because my brain knows the translation. You know, uh, the point of Diglot is the words are in context. They're in a context that you can understand them. So with like a second of thinking, you're going to know what the English word is. Yeah. So you need to actively suppress that English and uh, just try to understand the word as if it was a word in your own language. And then you'll pick it up as if it is a word in your own language. Like the example I always give is that if your friend starts using a new piece of slang, you very quickly pick up that word. Yeah. Uh, if, I don't know any examples off the top of my head, but like- you, you barely even sometimes have to ask them what they mean by that. Yeah. You can tell from their emotions, everything they're letting out, whatever they say in the rest of the sentence, it's just easy to figure out what the hell that is. Yeah, and, very, fits. and very quickly you start using it. Yeah. Like a word enters yeah, into yeah, a group. Yeah, definitely. One lad starts saying it. Someone laughs at it once. And the next thing within a week, like a everyone's name or a nickname, it's acquired instantly. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Someone starts calling someone a nickname. It's picked up by the whole group. 
And without anyone ever having to explain why it is that or what it means or whatever, everyone's just using it. And you didn't even try to start using it. You didn't even try to start using it. You just start saying it. Yeah. And that's what we're going for with these books is if you read it as if it's a word in your own language, you will pick it up. And I think think that's really good. I think it's useful to functionally divide kind of speaking and reading. Because yeah. I've been in my head repeating, don't translate, don't translate. And then I found myself at a bar <laughs> <laughs> sitting across from a girl or a guy and there's something in Spanish. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to translate. <laughs> no. I don't know words and there's no words just coming to mind. So what do I do? <laughs> like, so it's useful to have that division. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Yeah. So like, even when I say, right, so when you're speaking in the language, you're not supposed to be calculating. But when I say that, I don't mean that if you're calculating, you're hindering your process. Um, Like you will calculate. When I'm talking, I'm trying to remember words that I've memorized. I've tried to remember things. But not to actually speak and have a fluid conversation, you need like 90% of what you say to be completely just acquired. Something that you fundamentally understand, you don't have to think about. But there's always going to be that 10% until you're really good. Like, yeah. And that, that 10% where you are calculating, you're checking yourself, you're monitoring what you've said. And uh, that's the difference between the acquired by reading things in context versus learned through memorization rules, cognitive memory stuff. Absolutely. And it, it's kind of one of the things I bring it up because it's a lot of our customers, they're always like, oh, the books are amazing. They're so good. But at the start, there's a bit of dissonance there. It's com- It's tough because you read the you read the sentence and one of the word is is translated and it's like, well, what do you do other than translate that word? You know, and yeah, and it kind of and I had this issue for eight for a long time. Maybe my first whole book, I was translating every word. My second book, probably half of it. You know, but after that, maybe tenth to twelfth time, whatever the number just happens to be, you do glide over it, and you don't think of the word in your head. You just go through it. You don't even think. But whatever the whatever way you create the story in your head and images or whatever ways it it forms. So you you without translated used the Spanish to form that context or that image. So like I started getting used to that. Like instead of say if I read say like mesa or something like that an object like table the when it when I was reading it the first time around I would read it and then say table and then I think of a table so that or so that's like a, a multiple step so yeah. mesa table table yeah and I think of the, the third step there would be thinking of the table mm-hmm. but then after you do that for like ten times you skip that translation yeah. you read mesa you think of a table yeah that's a context based to a word yeah and that's that's pretty much the concept of the books exactly but it's it's tough it yeah. is tough it's difficult not to translate it's really hard yeah and if you and even now. With all of the words that I've acquired, say, from all of the reading of Dialogue, um, and I'll be speeding through the books, and then I'll come up with a word, and I don't know it, and I'll translate again. Like, I fall back into it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and, and I don't think it's the end of the world, but the biggest skill as a language learner you're going to have to get is dealing with ambiguity mm. and dealing with not understanding. And just over time, this is something that... I have just learned to not care about at all. So like I'd be reading The Hobbit and I go three pages and there might be like a few words I don't know. And then there's a whole paragraph that I don't have an absolute clue what has happened (laughs) in this paragraph. But I don't stop reading. I don't reread. I just keep reading. Even if the words are not generating images for me, I just keep reading it. And the next thing it picks up again and I start understanding it. And I go, cool, cool, cool. But 
there's this like it's kind of hard to explain but whenever i read something or i watch something on tv i never think about i never think what does this mean yeah if if you have acquired the words and if you literally just read them images and understanding will be generated in your head without any effort so like this is i remember at the start you were asking me oh i saw lots of advice about should you like try to think of the images and force the images? Visualization, yeah. Visualization, exactly. I don't think you should. I think you should read a sentence like really quickly and not slow down on the words or anything and just try to understand the sentence as a whole. That's difficult. That's that's even yeah. where I'm still not there yet. Yeah. In my head, it, it, it still makes sense to visualize. Yeah. But it's interesting because on your point, I, I always remember like a, a funny kind of uh, moment where I was like, I kept seeing K in the middle of, of a sentence, in the Spanish sentence. Yeah. And I asked you, I was like, K always seems to be in the middle of the sentence there. But then mm. when I go to look at the vocab table and the translation, it's never kind of there in the way that I would expect it to be. You know, it's yeah. never a clear that, what, then, whatever. Mm, mm. Um, and, then, and then I was asking you, I was like, well, and, and then I went to be, because it's like this. And you were like, stop, I don't know. I don't want to know. Oh, it was, uh, okay. I think it, was. it could have been, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you were like, stop, stop I don't want to know. It's mm-hmm. it, you, and then you started doing it, sh- things with your hands like it's just there in the middle mm. and uh, I don't want to know what it means because then I'll have attached it to English and I won't be able to stop thinking about it in English. Yeah, it just how do you deal with it just floating in the middle? That's too, as you say, ambiguous for me. Like I need it grounded in something solid. How do you keep it floating in the middle? Yeah, like probably the hardest thing for me, I think. Yeah. Um. So what I do is. I am quite dogmatic about not wanting to have a connection between English and Spanish yeah. or whatever language. I want the language to exist as a whole without any connection really to those words. So um, I would be so dogmatic that I don't even read the, the word lists in the dog books. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to know what it is in English. I want to have this as a word in and of itself. I think I had to fight you to put those in there. Originally. Exactly. Origi- so like, that's too difficult. People will just not be able to do it. <laughs> so exactly. My original idea for the book and what I wanted to do was no bolded words because I wanted to be just like it's one language. I wanted no word lists because I don't want any connection to the English. And like everyone wanted those things. Yeah. <laughs> so so There's I was like, balance okay. of user experience. That yeah. The perfect thing that you want. Yeah. 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 So but um, yeah, so what I do is there's certain words that if you don't know the exact meaning, it doesn't really affect the understanding of the story. Mm-hmm. So if it's a word like still, so I, I still know you, I whatever like that, right? Um, you could see that word like 50 times in context. And every time you just pick up a slight bit more understanding yeah, of the meaning. Yeah. But it doesn't matter Actually. if it takes you 50 times. You're just enjoying the story. And I like to have it like that because once it comes to the point where you do understand it, you have a fundamental idea of where it's placed. You have just this completed understanding from so many different contexts of what it means that you no longer need to know what it means in your own language. Yeah. And like even here's another issue. And we have this in our books, uh, is not as an issue, as, as a solution. There are no um, issues in our books. There is no issues is in our books. No, you should buy all of them. They're perfect. So the way we use words in English isn't the same as how they use them in other languages. So yeah. like, 
just because the word still is like ainda in Portuguese or todavía in Spanish, doesn't mean they map on directly. And they might, I don't know. Um, but they're in different contexts, different words are used. So like that's one thing we try to implement in our books is that we, um, when the sentence is in Spanish, they use it this way, but in English, they use it this way. Yeah. We want to correct so that like in Spanish, they would say this, but in English, they would say that. But like, if you try to look too deeply into it, you might, uh, you might decide that "todavía" means still, and it always means that. Yeah, that that's exactly. that's the that's that's a, what I don't want to happen to me as a beginner yeah. language learner learning for the first time, and you are just dying for concrete things to map and to root mm-hmm. and to link, and you're just you're 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 when a word does map, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what really is important is, as you say, not doing that mapping because. They do use the words very differently. Yeah, like, like I would, yeah, like, like if you read that book, if you read it in that context, and you say you have it as still in your head, mm. um, it's not quite still. It's kind of still. Mm. It's just it. It really only means that's the best translation for it. Yeah, it really doesn't mean it's even exactly that. And it means that when you take that case over twenty contexts, mm-hmm. like you will in a book, there's going to be some that are completely different to the one that you've mapped on. Yeah. And doing that, it's a really bad user experience because you're like, I was really happy that I learned this word. Now it means something completely different. What the hell's going on? Yeah. Like when you try to do that mapping, because it just, words are just too flexible. Language is too nuanced. Yeah, exactly. So once again, more guidance on the fact that do not map. It's in the book. We do say don't map one to one because language is complex. And uh, there's like this good quote that it's about French is that French isn't just English with different words. You know, it's, the language is just completely different. Languages function differently. Like here's an example. Okay, so Evan had learned orish- originally that the word for how is como. Um, so how are you? Como estás? Um, but then the if I want to say how disgusting, I say que asco. Que asco. Que asco. If yeah. you're in, we're in the south of Spain, so uh, that's what they say. But que means like what? So like what disgusting? Yeah. Like, like that, in English, we might say what a disgusting thing and use more words, but we don't say what disgusting yeah. or that disgusting. So he was just like, why isn't it como asco? And it's just like, it just isn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just, like really, it just isn't. It's a different language. It's just me wanting things to be way easier than they could possibly be. And, and como means how, but it can also mean what in some cases. So you just have to like, yeah. And, and that's where like translating will just fall apart for you. Mm. So if you, it's demotivating as well. To, yeah. It really because it's demotivating because if you're reading the book and you're you kind of have a, a bit of a benefit, and you're like you're you're happy about yourself because I know these kind of words and I've just checked the list mm-hmm. and I was right and I got them all right. And then it's not right again. It, it is demotivating because mm-hmm. you're like, well, am I an idiot? Did I get it wrong? Where is the confusion? How did I miss this up? Well, it's just because it's more complicated than that. Yeah, it would just take longer. Yeah, you know. And so when I'm like approaching a language, what my goal is to just kind of see everything and just have understood everything enough times that I just kind of get it and I've seen it all. And it's, it's everything has been seen enough times in a context that I understand. And then you'll just know it. So like, if, like, if you look at the research, you need to see a word, you need to understand a word 12 times on average in context, and then you'll have fully picked it up. So you'll be able to use the word. You'll understand the word when someone's speaking, you'll, you'll just, you'll have the word. Cool. It's not many times, 12 times. 
Now, you need to do that for all the words. <laughs> uh, but not all of them, obviously. But See, here's, here's, here's kind of another another yeah. question, because yeah. um, you're you're very good at this, to give you credit. The, you're very good at the, I don't care if I don't know this. I yeah. feel like people struggle with that. I mm. feel like people really struggle with it. And I think one of the reasons is because you're not really in a hurry. Mm, like you, yeah. you'll, 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 like your lang- you actually look at language learning over a multi-year step process and it will just happen. Mm. But I'm like, I need to read 40 pages. I need to learn 15 words in those 40 pages, you know? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I'll be unhappy if I don't. Yeah. So that ambiguity, I think, becomes harder and harder to, to play with the shorter the time frame you're trying to learn the language in. Mm-hmm. So the process that I'm in at the moment is that I'm in Spain. I'm trying to learn language. Yeah, so I'm, that, so yeah. I'm going out with Spanish people a lot and I'm talking and I'm trying to engage with them and I'm trying to learn the Spanish culture. So I'm kind of rushing. Yeah. And in some sense, I have to because I'm really trying to get in and trying to experience it all and trying to pick up those words. But really a much smarter thing. We were even talking about this just we're before the podcast there, yeah. was like, I wished I started learning Spanish six months ago, a year ago, yeah. because I could have just relaxed. I could have just read and not tried to be like uh, 10 words uh, and I'm revising my 10 words every Tuesday and I'm, I have 15 verbs I'm learning every Wednesday and just just relax, you know, take mm. it over a longer time frame and just keep reading. Because I do believe there's good evidence as well that if you do that and you've lower stress is, is absolutely great for language acquisition yeah. and great for all learning. Just lower the stress, do it over a longer time period and keep reading. Yeah, um, but easier said than done. No, there actually is. There's there's studies on that showing that when your stress is lower, um, when anxiety is lower, uh, language acquisition happens more efficiently. But yeah, this is a big point, and this is just like a philosophy in life, I guess. If you have to do something, you want to enjoy doing it. And so, mm. when you come to Spain, no problem with school. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hated yeah. school, and then once I came out of school, I started doing learning became fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I hated language learning in school. I left school, and one year later, I started loving language learning. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people don't know this, but what what score did did you get in your in your language uh, in school, like in your exams? In Irish, I got an O four, so it's like ordinary level. I got an O six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the non Irish viewers, that is actually the worst possible grade that you can legally be accepted into college. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not. I don't mean that as a boast because yeah. I, I was quite academic in school and I liked scoring well. I'm just actually making a general point that we hated languages in yeah. school which is why we love this and i dropped it in uh for like second for leaving cert which is like our our final exam final things. exam yeah but uh in the junior cert i got like i don't know like a, like a d or something i got a d yeah, i got a yeah. d in french in spanish yeah. yes anyway so we hated language learning but back on topic what were we talking about yeah and um, why stress is it, it, it you can't be stressed while learning languages there's something for it. okay no the more important thing was uh you have to learn it beforehand yeah 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 so the thing here is that when you arrive in Spain is the worst time to start learning. And I know lots of yeah. uh, polyglots who say this a lot. Uh, I watched Ollie Richards and Steve Krashen talking about this. I watched, I think, uh, Steve Kaufman talk about this. Is that people have this idea of you'll arrive in the country and just because you're in the country, via osmosis, you will learn the language. Yeah. Right? It's not true. The way we no. learn language is through comprehensible input. Comprehensible being the so most important thing. Now. Comprehensible <laughs> yeah. is the important thing. If you don't understand what you're under- hearing, yeah. you're not going to learn anything. Yeah. So if the problem is, is that me and Evan, we go out, we're all with Spanish people or something. I can now speak Spanish good enough. Exactly. Like I can like, talk a bit and I can do like whatever. And I can understand a lot of what they're saying and stuff. 
And but Evan can't. No, exactly. I, I'm at the point that if I'm like, okay, can you just look at me right now and say like really muy muy despacito, really slow, and then I can pick up words. But in conversation, no. Like I think anyone yeah. that said you learn language through osmosis has never been to Andalusia. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> has yeah, yeah, never yeah. been to Andalusia because yeah, it, like yeah. people, like even you could come here with a good level of Spanish and mm. be like, um, yeah. one guy I was actually talking to was moving here and he said that he was a strong B two C one and he was learning. He was preparing to come here with learning the Andalusian accent. He did yeah. an entire course on the Andal- Andalusian accent. Yeah, even though he's a very good level of Spanish. Yeah, no, it's it's like, wild. Yeah, but the important thing is there is that. I'm getting comprehensible input, but he isn't. Yeah. All right. So that's, you know, he'll learn words and stuff because they will speak slowly and then they will say things that will make sense. But what is much better is you need to get yourself to like a B1, so like a, a lower intermediate level, and then move to the country. Because then you'll be able to go into the country, you'll be able to interact with people, you'll be able to do things and understand the signs, understand the things. You're not a square one. So what you need to do is like, in preparation for the day that you randomly decide to move to Spain, read your six dialogue books. Know your f- 600 words or so. Yeah. That'll get you so far. It's crazy and, how far that will get you. Yeah. Because, like, it really, like, there, uh, kind of everyone talks about the Pareto distribution when it comes to language, but it really is so true. That first oh. 600 words gets you a so lot of way. To, it gets you a long so way far. to basic dialogue. It yeah. really does. And um, you'll also be very motivated because you can respond to people. And then yeah. when you're when you're motivated and you can engage with the people and you're happy to engage with them and they're happy to engage with you, you'll also get a lot of benefits then as well because yeah. you'll you'll be able to you know progress into more complicated structures and language and, and vocab. And this has been like my whole kind of theory on language learning because like I have just been a dilettante, I guess you want to say, or a jack of all trades but master of none sort of thing. What I was doing was I was I would be learning German for like a month and then I'd be learning Chinese for like a few months. Then I'd be learning. Spanish for like a few months, but all of these things, I never felt like I was just learning it. I was just consuming content each morning, half an hour before bed for half an hour, just basically just getting as much comprehensible input as I could, but trying to get myself to a base level that if we go to the country, I'll have something. You'll be prepped. Exactly. So, So like I have just little bits and bobs of things I follow like on Twitter, I follow people from so many different languages. So I have people who speak Catalan and I read all of their tweets. Whenever a tweet in Catalan comes up, I stop and I read it. Mm. I have people in Swedish. Whenever it comes up, I stop and I read it. And what, am I, what I'm doing is trying to get myself that if I need to move to Sweden, I know some Swedish and I'm not starting at zero. Because if you come to the country and you start at zero, it's really hard. It's stressful. It's, um, it's you have to learn it. It's not, you're not just in this, like, Really, ideally, you kind of want to be where I am right now, where I can go out and I can go to, uh, I can meet Spanish people. I can be at a table. My Spanish is bad compared to theirs and stuff, but you're, I can. You're at the point that you can learn. You gain yeah. from every interaction. Yeah, every yeah. interaction I'm gaining from. I can talk with them. I can do stuff. I can understand like eighty percent of what they're saying there or something. Many many sentences I don't understand, and I have to say what. And I think I, don't I think understand. yeah. You need that. You can't be at zero to really enjoy it, you know. So, um, which is which is where really I think the true benefit of dialogue comes in, yeah. because you can go from zero to five hundred in the simplest, easiest way possible, and you're not yeah. and you're not like studying because a, a lot of the things you do, um, 
you would really have to be very interested in language learning to be reading Catalan tweets and Swedish yeah, tweets. Obviously, stuff. but obviously, if you're obviously. if you're just kind of like me, say, who is now kind of very much on this language train and is enjoying this whole process very much, it's really low hanging fruit to read your book for an hour in the in the in the morning. You yeah, know, it's so easy. It's the easiest thing in the world, and like. We, we, we hope to have it over the next kind of couple of months to a year where we just have such a wide collection of books that no matter what mood you're in or feeling, you'll be able to pick up a book and start reading in that language. And that's that's really our entire our entire vision. Uh, and the thing is that we don't have a Catalan or Swedish Diglot book. Like if we did, I'd read it. <laughs> but yeah. like exactly like reading a Diglot book isn't studying. It's just enjoyable. Yeah. And it has all the benefits of studying, if not more, I would say. Um, but you can very casually just be ticking over your Spanish and learning a ton of words and just getting familiarized with all the different ways they say it, the different conjugations. Um, you learn grammar through it, you learn everything, but you don't need to formally memorize anything or understand it or study or write things out. When you get to the country, if you've read your dialogue books, you're going to be able to read a lot and understand you're, a lot. You're and exactly. You're, you're there. Like you're, um, yeah. <laughs> that was a, a 30 minute podcast where we um we close it up there. It was really enjoyable. I think that was really the main kind of thing I wanted to get out because it's a thing we, we constantly get asked this, you know, why do yeah. you not translate? How do you stop yourself from translating? All of that stuff. Um and that's kind of what I wanted to get out because I think it's probably the most useful for me for one, um, mm -hmm. but also for the listeners and for the people that are trying to read their dialogue book and get the most out of it, you know, without feeling like they're forcing it or feeling like they're uh, trying to get unnecessary progress too quick. Just sit back, enjoy. Before we go, the tip for not translating is if you read something and it's hard not to translate it, read the whole sentence out loud and read it quickly. That's what would be my advice. Maybe even try to do it twice. But if you read the whole sentence out loud and quickly, when you're reading out loud, your brain won't be able to speak in the language and you'll be able to hear what it's saying and you'll probably just understand the sentence. So... If you read a sentence and you don't, you struggle not to translate, that, that would be my So almost tip. read faster than your brain could possibly try to translate it. Yeah, yeah, that would be a bit. That would be it. I kind yeah. of read faster than Makes your sense. brain could possibly try to translate it. Makes sense. That's what yeah. I do. If I wanna, I'm, when I'm suppressing English, yeah. that's that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I'm going yeah. to try that now with uh, when I pick up my book tomorrow morning. Yeah. See Super. how it works. Super. Cool. I thought that cool. was a great podcast. And Thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, I'll see you next time. See you next time, yeah.